0: Welcome to the Innkeeper's Podcast. We're glad you found your way here.
1: And welcome to episode 18 of the Innkeeper's Podcast. This is a podcast for innkeepers covering Hearthstone's fireside gatherings with insight and information. We hope all of our fellow innkeepers will find useful. My name is Avantes from Knoxville, Tennessee. I am Root from Orlando, Florida.
2: And I'm Maleri from Halifax in Canada. And today we have a very special guest. We have innkeeper Wava from the cave in Fairfax, Virginia.
3: Hello. Woo. Hello,
0: welcome back hey, Weva. with yeah <laughs> catching you. up catching up to uh, Scott Bites or as many guest appearances on our show as possible. We have a runoff <laughs> right now coming up here on episode number 18 of our Innkeepers podcast. We have our news shares and spotlights. We have a TVT update with Weva, and we're going to prepare you for your tavern to host a tavern hero qualifier.
2: And don't forget, for all of your Fireside Gathering needs, check out hsinkeepers.com, where you will find resources made by innkeepers for innkeepers. And of course, go to firesidegatherings.com to make sure you have your events scheduled publicly for people to find you.
1: That's right. So uh, we got a little bit of innkeeper news this week. Uh, For those of you who may not have heard, esports is sports. Yay! Wow. So, <laughs> the, the president of Taiwan wrote over the weekend, becoming possibly the first world leader to declare that playing a video game can be fundamentally the same thing as playing football. Uh, president, and I'm going to butcher her name, I know, uh, President Tsai Ing-wen wrote these words as she honored one of her countrymen, Chen Wei Lin, the new world champion of Hearthstone, also for those of you who may not know him, he's Tom60229, uh, whose face was splashed all over the front page of some of Taiwan's largest newspapers this week. So that is a huge thing for not only Tom, but for Hearthstone in general. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I'm actually taking a sports psychology course right now, just to dip in here real quick. And my first assignment was about sports psychology, and I just looped in esports as a little, little segue in there because it still isn't everywhere seen as a sport. So this is definitely a big step forward, especially for Hearthstone.
1: Right. So, yep. you know, you might be asking, why is this important for an innkeeper? Well, or how is this important to an innkeeper? And well, a, you know, any publicity helps our cause it helps us get our get what we do out there and get the game out there um venue owners may understand what it is we are trying to accomplish better if they can associate it better and uh basically just showing off hearthstone in the mainstream media is good validation for what we do on a regular basis as tournament organizers so, you know, again, congratulations to Tom60229 and uh, everybody that was involved with the Hearthstone World Championships.
2: My heart breaks yes. for Frozen, though, because yeah, the nicest guy. He is such a dedicated player as well, and I was so thrilled that he got so far. So I, my heart does break a little bit from Frozen, not quite making it, but definitely an exciting I'm- one to watch.
3: I mean, when he was 2-0, we were all like, "Writing's on the wall. This game, yeah. this is over." Especially with the matchup they went into the game three, but and, and the confetti, everything just felt like it was going Frozen's way, and it, I uh, that must be so heartbreaking to be like that close yeah. and then to just get swept. And and it's probably the worst way to lose is just a Drew and Mirror where skill was not as much of a factor. It just all came down to the draw. We're. I, I think we of, could
1: all be in agreement when we say we just blame the guy working the confetti cannon, right? <laughs> yeah. What
0: was <laughs>
2: that about? That was like, oh my... Like,
1: like,
0: yeah, but, you know, if he had access to his Twitter account, he would have been able to fix that a lot sooner. <laughs> <laughs> so. <gasps> oh. oh, sorry. Hawaii jokes are early.
1: <sighs> yeah. So, um, all right. So, that, I guess that brings us to this week's top share of the week, O'Leary. Why don't you tell us about that?
2: I'd love to. So, our top share of the week comes from Sam, um, innkeeper Sam in Kansas City. Now, he <laughs> he has come up with a water drinking game for water. these long events that keep you hydrated, water. such as watching HCT. You know, we had days of Play to watch, like long days, lots of you know, matches to get through. So, this is a water drinking game to keep you hydrated. <laughs> so, emphasis on the water, but it's a tavern, liquor and drinks <laughs> get a bit mixed in there. But we promote healthy drinking,
3: <laughs> healthy.
2: <laughs> and he did say it was a water game about Not to keep too. hydrated. So, these are his words. Um, so, there are 11 rules that they used, the first one being, whenever a Corridor Creeper is played, take a drink of water for each oh, man God. to cast. Rule number 2, whenever Patches attacks, take drinks equal to his attack. Rule number 3, take a drink for every token shuffled into a deck. Rule number 4, take a drink every time Warlock is banned.
3: It better be water. (laughs) Well, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, Rule number
2: five, drink every time a jade golem is summoned. Rule, I would be on the floor at this point. Number six, waterfall whenever animations persist after the rope ends. Number seven, finish your drink if a player misses lethal. Rule number eight, finish your drink if you call out lethal and you are wrong. Rule number nine, take a shot if Raza gets burned or dirty ratted. Rule number 10, take a shot every time Hunter wins. And the last rule number 11, pull one out whenever your champion is eliminated. I actually really, think that some of these are quite clever and fun and Uh, definitely a great way to stay hydrated.
1: I would like to take this opportunity to uh, (laughs) issue a public service (laughs) announcement about water intoxication also known as water poisoning or hyperhydration. It is potentially fatal disturbance in brain functions that results when the normal disturbance of electrolytes in the body is pushed outside safe limits by overhydrating so please play responsibly I would like to point out that up until like <laughs> point,
0: like point eight, they were good at the coffee replace and re, you know putting water in there and like 9, 10, 11 they just gave up because they're like take a shot take a shot and <laughs> pour it <one> out <laughs> which you never do with water they just kind of gave up at that point like okay the gig's <laughs> up people know <laughs> oh
3: yeah, that was a great god story.
2: For
0: that one. I think they should change this to like make a donation
1: to your innkeeper, and that'd be great.
2: <laughs> well, or
1: or, or right, you, you side put side. a you put a lock on the bathroom door, and every time somebody has to go to the bathroom, Ooh. you charge them a nickel. This, I, this yeah, that's what idea. I, yeah. Eventually, there you could just quit your day job and innkeep full time. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. Maybe
2: that's what Scott did. <laughs>
1: Uh, All right, so uh, that brings us to our new Innkeeper Spotlight. And, uh, Root, we had quite a few this week. Why don't you uh, tell us about them? We did, and we're going to have a double
0: member uh, join this week that we'd like to share. So first we have Taz Dingo. He's a local player in Wellington, New Zealand, and he was eager to help his local Innkeeper, and he joined the Discord server to connect with our community. At first, their fireside last week in... Sorry, at their first fireside last week, he invited their innkeeper, Pugzoy, to join the community. And here are their intros. Tans Dingo says, hi, guy. My name is Tans Dingo. I'm a Hearthstone player from New Zealand. And I haven't hosted any firesides. However, this Sunday will be my fourth gathering. I joined the group so I could learn more about gatherings as they add so much value to the Hearthstone community. The other reason is to help my tavern and innkeeper. I'm also the host of the Golden Ticket at legendary underscore Hearthstone, so I wanted to share what I learned with the Hearthstone community. So that's kind of cool to have a, a member of your of your actual tavern yeah. join first. I yeah. think that's pretty pretty clever, I like that.
2: Yeah, and he seems eager to like help as well, you know, like help the innkeeper. So I thought that Which
1: is cool. always welcome. And I always uh, love that. And the Golden actually- Ticket is a relatively new Hearthstone podcast, so welcome to the podcasting community as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Welcome.
3: Well- um, and then, I actually got a recent new helper for my events. Uh, his name is uh, Mike Zakaic, and he, uh, he's been helping me out a lot, especially with the marketing of my events. So I just want to give him a shout out.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And awesome. that is fantastic. Any yeah. help is good help. So, yep. And then PugZoi says, hey, guys, I've been hosting monthly Fireside gatherings since October, initially being pushed by Nemzi, not a lot of us, But now, just because it's awesome to meet up with people and play Hearthstone. I'm currently at the fourth one. Not too many people, but I'm here with Taz Dingo. (laughs) And I've just been running them as a hobby, although the venue that we do it at, which is a local internet cafe, gives us discounts due to us bringing in people. Well, welcome. Uh, New Zealand is awesome. My cousin works in New Zealand as a chef. So... I'm sure you know him, because I think everybody in New Zealand knows everybody's name is Chad. He's a redhead. <laughs> you can't miss him. <laughs> Come on. it's American Redhead Chef. There's got to be one of those. named Chad. Okay, there you go. So
2: yeah, yeah. I thought it was really cute that when he joined, they were at the fireside together. And then we had a little chat in the Discord while they were at their fireside. I thought that was
1: pretty nice yeah Taz Dingo has been busy busy uh making the rounds in the Hearthstone uh online community um he's been popping in and out of discords that I'm in all week and saying hi and introducing himself and he's just a a fun guy to have a conversation with so that is
0: great well guys welcome
1: well met and we'll see you on the discord yeah that's right (laughs) Alright, so now, the reason uh, I know I'm here, you guys are here, uh, we have Wava back with us, and you, sir, as we talked about on your last, I think it was your last appearance, uh, won the Tavern vs. Tavern a few months back, and part of that was you got to have a HCT World Championship viewing party hosted by Blizzard. So why don't you tell
3: us a little bit about how that went? Um, well, first I'd like to thank Conrad, E Pac-Man, and Rich Webbs, who actually won Tavern vs. Tavern, for get uh um, winning and uh, giving my Tavern this opportunity to have this awesome event hosted by Blizzard. Uh, basically... <laughs> They sent a um, they sent a Hearthstone developer, Joe Magdalena. Uh, he ha- and they uh, paid for food, and they even rented out all the computers at the cave so everyone could come play for free. And uh, what we ended up doing was, I wanted an event where people could come and go as they please. And so what we did was uh, I, heard, I heard about this thing like a week before on the Hearthstone Innkeeper Facebook group, which if you haven't joined that, do, um, about a live ladder. And I took my own inspiration on that idea, where basically um, it's about just challenging people in, in the uh, tavern. Just walk up, challenge them the best of one, And all that mattered was that the challenge took place within Hearthstone. I did not care if it's Tavern Brawl, Standard, Wild, Make Your Own Rules, doesn't matter to me. And just, we gave out log sheets for people to record the match scores and turn them in. And then, based on where people's places on the ladder were, we gave out prizes. And that way, we we encourage people to be more social with each other. You could come and just jump into the ladder. You didn't have to like worry about showing up at a certain time for a tournament or something like that. And also a lot of people, if they didn't feel like playing in the live ladder for some reason, they actually just hung out and played normal Legend Ladder and were just talking, having a good time eating uh eating pizza.
2: Cool. Did you use Smash GG for the ladder system?
3: Uh no, we use an Excel spreadsheet.
2: Oh. Yeah.
3: Uh, basically, I just manually input the scores and then it sorted it by people's ranks. Cool.
1: That's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah.
3: So uh, we We have have a few pictures.
1: Oh, you have something you want to add? Yeah, I was going to ask how many many people did you have show
0: up for the event Um, overall? We had
3: 54 attendees.
0: And most of them stayed, like, all day? Did you have a lot of come and go like you anticipated? Uh,
3: I would say about 30% came and went. And then I would say... The most of them stayed for about the the entire seven hours. Oh, so awesome. fifty
0: four people. Uh, yeah. That location has sixty seven computers, so anybody could grab a computer anywhere. That's pretty cool. Yep. So right. that yeah. is awesome. It
3: was just for the Sunday. Yeah, this is on a Sunday. Oh. Yeah. That's
1: that's a pretty uh, good turnout
3: for a Sunday, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and there was or Blizzard, I, I got King's Pizza, which is like the best pizza in the entire area. I, I don't even know how many pizzas. I should have counted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have the picture if they want to put it on screen yeah, of how so, many pizzas there were.
1: I'll uh, I'll pull up the pictures, and then maybe you can talk about each picture as we go through them a little bit.
3: Kind of yeah. let us know.
0: Why are you pulling them up? So I was up in that area a couple weeks ago. And that Webber told me the same thing. He's like, you have to have King's Pizza while you're here. He'll drive 15 minutes past other places <laughs> to go pick up this pizza because he won't deliver it to his house. So I'm like, all right. And I told my in-laws about it because we didn't have time chance to order. My father-in-law texted me. He's like, this guy was right. This is the best pizza in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there uh, you go. This, yeah. this King's Pizza is legit. All right. Okay, it that sucks.
3: that's actually right before we did our raffle. Uh, Joe uh Magdalena is actually the guy all the way to the right there. Bottom right yeah. And then that's basically everyone gathering before we do a huge raffle. We had we had three of those huge uh boxes of swag to give away. Oh wow. Blizzard provided two of them for this event, and then I had one saved up from a from some other stuff, mm-hmm. so I just gave it all away. Like, I, I basically have nothing left.
1: Oh, that's cool. At least
3: everybody had, so, you know, had a good time. Yeah, basically everybody got at least one thing out of this event, and on top of that, most people got two things. That's, that's awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah.
3: All right, moving on. Giant and mountains of pizza. <laughs> yeah, and, and, behind, and uh, to the left of that, there's another table which has, like, five more pies and canoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then you can also see the chicken wings in there as well. Uh, Blizzard spare no expense. It, I, like, I, I couldn't... Like, when the guy first came in and he brought in, like, ten pies, I was like, okay, that's it, right? He's like, no, I have four more in the car. I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> Should I get that's some so help
0: funny. carrying the pies
3: in, please? <laughs>
1: that is awesome and then you had the big screen with the tournament yep. on and then We also
3: had another screen in the on the other side of the venue for other people to watch as well so okay that's that's awesome next up and then th- um blizzard decided to give us another award for winning tavern vs tavern which is a kobolds and catacombs uh Poster signed by the entire Hearthstone dev team, and that's Joe Magdalena uh, presenting it to us. It's going to be framed and hung up at the cave uh, alongside a picture of the team uh, on the BlizzCon stage. So,
2: whenever you come to the cave,
3: you should be able to see that. Also, this is the other trophy we got for winning.
1: Hang on, go live. Gotta cut back. There we go. Oh. There we go.
3: Oh. It's signed by all the Hearthstone developers.
0: And it's playing the Hearthstone music when you open it up, guys. And the Hearthstone,
3: yeah. Hearthstone music when you open it up, guys. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. Yep. That's really cool. Yep. All right. So let's go back to pictures. All right. So let's go back to pictures.
3: Uh, next up this uh, one. Next up this and one. And this, this is, one. is just again one with the just team again, and uh, and team. the trophy uh, Joe Magdalena. Joe
1: Magdalena. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm hearing the echo too, Mars Fad. I'm not real sure what's causing it.
3: Um I guess uh Rich Rebs is the one with the beanie, the Pac Man is the one with the hat, and Conrad is the tall one behind us all. Okay. Awesome.
1: Yeah, Joe Joe is a cool guy. Joe
3: Magdalena. Yeah, he is. He He's... was really cool about uh, challenging people. We uh, For the live ladder, I actually made a rule where beating him counted as two wins, oh. and oh. Uh, losing against him counted as zero. So ah. I encourage everyone to challenge him.
0: Uh, <laughs> like, like, what would you do if Ben Bro challenged you to a game of Hearthstone? <laughs> uh... And you won.
3: What would I do? Yeah. I would, I'd be very happy with myself.
0: <laughs> I, would, I would have to frame my phone and go get another phone or something. Like, nope, I, that's never touching that phone again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. So... All right. Uh, well, now, again,
0: sh-
3: go ahead. So, did,
0: well, I was just wondering, like, did, did, were they autographing anything for, for patrons who were there? Were they,
3: uh, Joe, he, he would autograph and take pictures with any of the fans that was there. Uh, we offered him a table to just sign autographs at, and he was like, no, I just want to mingle with people.
0: So oh, that's cool. Let him
3: do that. Yeah. That's awesome. That
0: is very cool.
1: Yeah. Again, congratulations on your win. Sounds like uh, you yeah. guys had a
3: really good time. It was an awesome event, and I couldn't be more happy with it. Thank you, uh, Drew and Joe for, and Mike, who was who helped me market the event and run the event as well. So thank you all, thanks to all three of you. Mike is also known as Snow Beast. Um, I keep trying to get him to join the Innkeeper Discord. Hopefully, he does soon. Nice. So, while I've
0: got you here, I need to ask you the question. Are you keeping your team together for the next round of TVT?
3: Um, if they all want to compete, yeah, and I'm hoping to have a second team as well.
0: Interesting, so you're gonna go with two teams for the next because we had the option and it wasn't very well publicized by Blizzard, which some people had a little bit yeah. got a little salty about, but you had the option of having two teams in the last tavern versus tavern uh, uh, tournament that we had. Uh, so, all right. So you're going to come at us again, now this time with two teams. That's going to be interesting. So we're we're becoming at you. We love you, man. Get that straight. But oh, we're coming I, after
3: you. You know that, lo- right? We look forward to the competition. <laughs> hey, he only beat
1: me by one game. One game separated yeah, him, it, it, him it, it, going it, 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 and me going. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was 5-4. The winner of that game moved on to the next round and, like, so, it was... And it was very close. <laughs> it was. It, pretty sure we... One of the games, we super, like... Something ridiculous happened. Oh, I think you guys evolved something into a 6-drop, and it turned into the
1: 1-1. Yes. Whoa. And then we
3: top-deck Maelstrom Portal and clear his board. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, that's how close
3: it was. Yeah, so... so.
0: I'm just letting y'all know if it wasn't for that darn hurricane, then (laughs) (laughs) totally different story. No, I'm kidding. No, we're looking forward to
2: the pack, I would have
0: (laughs) Uh-huh. Like we it's like we all have our stories. If it wasn't for this,
3: if it wasn't for those (laughs) meddling kids. They
2: gave us more than like the three or four weeks notice they gave us. Not even exaggerating, it was probably like maybe four, if that. So
1: Oh, smack talk is commencing in the chat, guys. Yeah. (laughs) It's
2: true. It was just such a, honestly, that really last year, that's the one thing I'm like a bit, I don't know, maybe miffed about. It's like that should have been told to us sooner. Like we could have had more taverns competing. And I don't, I think the only reason they allowed two teams for a tavern is because the tavern Submissions were so low because it was such a last minute short turnaround right, yeah. Yeah. announcing yeah. it happening. So, but it's great. Honestly, I'm going to have backups for my team as you should because your players could be sick. Mm-hmm. They could, like, what happened with Rudolph? Yeah, we, we had a uh,
3: location. We, what happened was we were planning on having a second team. And uh, what happened was one of them. Like we we had we have another like tavern down in uh, Richmond, Virginia. And he was a freaking goer of that tavern as well, and they needed someone for their team, so they poached him from our second team. And then the other person decided that he really didn't want to play Hearthstone much anymore. So <laughs> we just lost him and so we, we had a we had a fourth person just like and I felt bad for him, so we made him our sub. Yeah. Unfortunately he never got a chance to play. But we made sure he came with us to BlizzCon, so well, that's, awesome. oh, that's cool. Hey, that's great. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So,
0: All is right. that that really tall guy in the Murloc? No, no. Else. Well,
3: that was that was uh, that was one of our patrons, but that was not our sub. Our sub they, was uh, Marco Polo.
0: Yeah, I, I end up standing behind this guy at BlizzCon on stage for the finals, and the guy's like six five in a Murloc costume.
3: His name is Dimencio. Uh Yeah, <laughs> he's super tall. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's he's actually an incredible Overwatch player. Oh, uh, really? And, yeah, he, like, constantly switches between Hearthstone and Overwatch, and, like, he'll just come to a Tavern Hero, and, like, he'll barely know what the new cards do, but people will, like, build him decks, and then he just, like, somehow just wins the Tavern Hero.
0: They, I, I like that, though. That's smart. That's smart play. That's you, all that is. You, you
1: know yeah. what I remember most from Tavern v. Tavern? was uh, Doug's team. His number one team from Michigan was Firebat, Lion, uh, uh. Uh, Immortal, Immortal Lion. Lion, and it was supposed to be Frozen, was supposed to be the third member of his team, but Frozen had a family emergency and they had to sub in, uh, oh, I forget who it was they subbed in, but it was another, like, ringer.
3: <laughs> yeah, and they ended up facing against our opponents in the finals, and, like, when we went in and we saw the teams, uh, we were like, those are the two teams we're scared of. And we got super lucky by both of them facing each other in the first round. And they were on the opposite side of the bracket, so we didn't have to face either of them till the finals. Yeah, that's that's so. awesome.
1: So, Alright, well, that, that, that was awesome. It was, was so much fun. Looking forward to Tavern v. Tavern again this year. Um, but before we get to Tavern v. Tavern... It's Tavern Hero qualifier season, people. Yep, favorite time of the year. That's right. That's and if you're not, uh, if you're maybe a new innkeeper or you're not familiar, Tavern Hero qualifiers are special Blizzard-sanctioned Hearthstone tournaments that happen at fireside gatherings. Uh, they take place in select locations across, uh, really, the the world. Uh, winners of Tavern Hero tournaments are named Tavern Heroes. And they are then invited to uh, compete in the upcoming uh, season playoffs for uh, a chance to move on up the ladder to eventually, hopefully, get to compete in the Hearthstone World Championship Tour.
2: So, yeah, yeah they're part of the just to the Challenger <laughs> series. Yes, yeah, so that's the keyword that Blizzard is kind of assigning the Tavern Heroes and the online cups and things like that now. It's the Challengers,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. HCT Challengers program. There we go. Yeah. So if you see anything that Hearthstone is posting about Challengers program, that's directly related to Tavern Hero qualifiers. So make sure you give it a read.
1: Yeah, specifically those and the online to offline events all feed into the Challenger Finals. So, what are the requirements for Tavern Hero competition? So, you must create your event on FiresideGatherings.com. You must submit an email to FiresideGatherings at Blizzard.com and include a link to, to your event. Uh, you must, they, they must take place between the specified dates for the season. And so, like, for instance, Season 1 means they must take place between January 10th and March 4th. And uh, they must all be wrapped up before the start of the next season playoffs. Uh, you must sign up before the deadline. With Tavern Hero Qualifiers, there is a 10-day lead time for your events. So uh, if you're signing up to run an event on March the 4th, which is the last day of the season, you must submit your event by Thursday, February the 22nd to make sure it's in in time. Uh Your event must be open to the public and held in a public venue. Uh, It must have a minimum of 16 players. It must be played using standard-only decks in the Conquest format. And uh, you must provide a completed event report and tournament bracket within one week, seven days, of the end of the qualifier via email to firesidegatherings at blizzard.com. Remember, organizers are not eligible to participate in their own Tavern Hero Qualifiers. Your Tavern Hero Qualifier must be free to enter. Now, this is important. You cannot charge a fee to enter the tournament, but you can charge a nominal (coughs) venue fee if you need to. And, uh, you must use an approved bracket site like Battlefi or, um, help me out, guys. What, what were the other three? Not Chalonge. was one of them. <laughs> what, yeah. Wava?
3: Yeah, it hurts me that Chalonge is not a contender, but I get it. They want to get the data. They want to rip the data from the ones they chose. Yeah. No we can look at our show well. notes
0: from last week. They had them in there. <laughs> so
3: I'm trying to pull up the page right now.
1: Yeah, see, I always use Battlefire, so that's the easy one for me to remember. Uh, chat, chat's got me. It's Strivewire, ESGA, and uh, ESSL. Is that sound right?
2: It's ESL Play. ESL Play, okay. well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and- Battlefy, right? Yeah, now. and, and, and yeah,
3: Battlefy, yeah. Now I have a question: Which one would you guys recommend out of those? Because I still haven't decided for my tavern hero coming up this Friday what I'm using. Battlefy. Although I'm
2: not
0: paid, Battlefy.
2: Battlefy for
3: sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm using Battlefy mostly because it's the one I'm
1: most familiar with. Uh, I personally yeah. have never used any of the others, so.
2: Okay. We you know, tried to Battlefy, to use. Oh, good. I was gonna say the thing with Battlefy that really, really good for tavern here qualifiers if you're using Swiss is it has a function in it that when you're selecting the tiebreakers for Swiss, you can just select HCT settings. So you know hundred percent that the tiebreakers that players are gonna have to work with in terms of who makes the cut into your single limb bracket. If you know if they have any questions on it, you can just say as an
0: and, and she's she froze. Up. Yeah. Well, so the other reason that I would suggest using Battlefy is we have <laughs> we have a lot of people in our Discord who use Battlefy. use <laughs> Battlefy? I could rap like this. I'm gonna <laughs> rap with myself. One, 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 two, one, one. Yes, go. yes, <laughs> go. Right now, Leary's going like, what is happening? Right like, I don't understand. What is
2: happening? <laughs> there she is. It's a her storm here right now. Sorry, guys. Like...
0: It's like echoing know. through the clouds over there. Okay, so echoing, basically, echoing we're still echoing it's, through clouds. Basically,
1: we're still echoing clouds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leary, do me a favor and mute hey, your phone real quick.
0: That means she has to touch <laughs> it, and it's gonna fall. We've been waiting for this moment no! <laughs> all
1: right,
0: So the other reason I was to say to use Battlefy is we have a lot of people in our Discord server who use it, and if you get stuck in a tournament or you have a question in a tournament, you have instant access to everybody can help you out immediately on the, on Discord. So curious, as long as
3: what is the best? There's like a million channels on the Discord for that. What's the best one? To do that to get a fast response.
0: Um. Probably the tournament, any of the ones that have tournament, the preface with tournament. Uh, this would be the Larry question, but now she can't answer because she's <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: Yeah, I would, I would oh, definitely she... say either tournament planning or... Um...
2: Hello?
0: There you go. Very good. Yeah, tournament planning, I'd say would be the best one.
2: Uh, what did I miss? I was talking about Battlefly stuff.
0: We're just saying that in our Discord server, we have a lot of people who use Battlefy. Maticus is a fantastic resource uh, for Battlefy. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, So you can always just go to tournament planning, tournament events, and ask questions in there if you get stuck. So that's what I was saying.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, The point, I was—I don't know how much of it got through all the bad internet I have right now for Battlefy with Swiss, is (coughs) Swiss can be really hard as an organizer to grasp completely 100% how it works, how the tiebreakers work, and what Battlefy has is a function in it where you choose the tiebreakers for Swiss, and you choose HCT settings. So you don't really need to worry about being 100% confident in all the details of the tiebreakers and how it works. Obviously, make an effort to learn it to the best that you can, (laughs) but you can set it so if any players have questions on the day, you can just say this is how HCT does it. And they've worked with Blizzard to have that in place, so it's a Blizzard-approved function that should match exactly how it happens in HCT. So if you're using Swiss and you're unsure with that side of it, especially the tiebreakers and the rounds, um, I would recommend Battlefy. And I just like the user interface as well, personally. But I would definitely go that route.
0: So one of the things to remember going into this is we might be used to, as innkeepers running our own tournaments on a weekly basis or monthly basis, whatever it might be. And a lot of times in those particular tournaments, we kind of have the ability to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, and we might bend some rules. Because, you know, quote, unquote, it doesn't really count. This one does. So there are some things you need to consider and kind of – I call it put your big boy Blizzard pants on. And what I mean by that is there's steps we have to take and, and really act even more professional than we normally are. The, one of the biggest piece of advice I can give you if you're running a THQ for the first time or 10th time, it doesn't matter, is document everything. Get your players' names. Get their email addresses. Get their battle tags. Something really cool that Freckleface, one of my admins. Take a lot of pictures. Yeah, take a lot of pictures. Document. One of the cool things that Freckleface is doing this time for our our gathering, or our tournament, rather, is those who have pre-registered, she's giving them a really cool pre-printed name tag. Those who show up, get their name tags. she'll then be able to see very quickly who has not shown up who's pre-registered because it'll be on a sheet of paper, the name tag sheet right in front of her. That'll also encourage everybody else who gets a sloppily written on a Sharpie name tag, like, hey, I didn't get that cool name tag. Well, you didn't pre-register. Uh, so that's a cool way to get people to pre-register, but it's also an easy way to see who's missing. Love that idea. So get pictures, get players' names, email addresses, battle tags, you used to have to whitelist your event with the IP address with Blizzard. You still kind of do, but it's a different a different method now. I talked to Jesse today and I got confirmation on this. What you have to do, you still need to submit your IP information. In other words, what public IP address your venue is going to be communicating to Blizzard with, you still need to let them know what that is. So you either talk to local IT or just visit whatismyip.host. Give them your IP information. You'll send that email to firesidegatherings at blizzard.com. You want them to know, hey, I'm going to have a lot of people connecting from this address. Don't ban us, please, because we're trying to host a tournament here. You want to do that for any fireside gathering, but make doubly sure that you do that for your THQ. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and we actually have... (laughs) Sorry, go
3: ahead. That's happened to me multiple times, actually, where, like... I don't know, it's just down across the entire venue. And it's not just because of our fireside or Tavern Tier Qualifier. It's because we're at a gaming center and there's 10 other people in the back playing Overwatch. And, and then so, all those people get just disconnected as well.
0: So what happens there is Blizzard, on the, you know, their security protocols go, hey, we're getting a, a ton of traffic from this IP range. This doesn't look right. Something strange. Block it until we figure out what's going on. If they had the whitelist and they're going, hey Blizzard, we're going to be sending you a bunch of weird traffic because it's all your games that we're we'll be playing from our from our gaming center. Then Blizzard goes, cool, we know what that is, we know we're expecting it, let it through. So definitely take the time to whitelist your IP address. Aleya, you were going to say?
2: Yeah, we actually we have a constant Mubot command for our Twitch channel, which is. Um, IP whitelisting, and it's the link that was thrown around in the Discord server not too long ago. Um, It's the form that you can submit to Blizzard to get your IP whitelisted. So um, I've just reposted that in the Twitch chat. Perfect. Um, So yeah, that's there as well for you guys.
0: You want to be able to segregate your competition. Uh, In other words, give a little bit of separation between your competitors and your normal players. If you got people there in your fireside who just did there for some dungeon runs or casual play, give a little bit of separation between them and your competitors. It's serious. These people could actually end up at BlizzCon winning the whole thing, bunch of money, bunch of, you know, they could be the next firebat. And so you want to be sure that they have nothing that they could go, you know what? I could have won. But that screaming kid disrupted my train of thought, and I, you, my Evolve messed up because of that screaming child is clearly what happened. So you don't want to give anybody an excuse. So give them a little bit of, of space. Have yourself a dedicated tournament organizer. Don't do it yourself. You're there to admin. You're there to make sure everything goes right. You are the innkeeper. You want to make sure your entire tavern is still going good. You have people who might be in your tavern or aren't in the competition. You want to make sure they're still having a great time. So you need to be moving around and make sure everybody's cool, make sure everybody can get on and play Hearthstone, put out any fires that are happening. So have your tournament organizer be running your tournament. That's what Freckleface does for me, and she does a phenomenal job of it. I have tech support people who handle the tech support. I've got an instructor who handles just a bunch of people. I'm blessed with that. I know Madicus is probably raging on me right now but have people dedicated to do certain jobs. Also, talk to your participants ahead of time. Before you even kick off the 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 competition, make sure that they understand some fundamental things. Number one, make sure they understand how to take a screenshot with whatever device they have. Google it if you don't know yourself. You're gonna need to know how to take a screenshot on a Mac, on a PC, on an iPhone, on an Android. That's about it, I think. So make sure you know how to do that and make sure these people know how to do it too because if something happens, screenshot it. You need to have that that documentation, that evidence. Make sure your participants understand the rules. They may be playing in a format they're not used to. We do most of our competitions in Swiss. Now we're doing it in Conquest. Make sure they understand the difference. Make sure they understand double elimination. Make sure they understand these things so they're not taken by surprise. Make sure all your people have submitted proper decks And nothing's out of the ordinary. If you have to do a deck check in the middle of the the competition, make sure people understand what that means and what that entails in the competition. Make sure everybody takes their needed breaks before everything begins. Bio breaks, potty time, make sure people go. Make sure they use the restroom before the competition begins so they don't have to go out in the middle of it and possibly lose a turn or open themselves up for anything any kind of funny business. Just don't let it happen. Have access to plenty of power sources. If someone's playing on a phone and they don't have a charger with them, try to do something about that. We have uh, definite phone chargers for every almost every phone model. It might be some we don't have, some of those weird imports they bring in. But we have iPhone chargers. We have Android chargers for different makes and models. To make. Because people show up all the time. They go, oh, do you have a charger for, yes. So like, I mean, yeah, that
3: happens so often where people bring their phone, they try to play in their phone, and they don't have a charger.
0: It's ridiculous. Oh, I mean, yeah. sorry, but if you're coming – I mean, now, I, I say it's ridiculous. There's a lot of times people show up and they go, I didn't even know this was happening. Can I be involved? You say yes, and they go, I don't have a charger. No problem. I got you covered. However, if you plan to go to the event and you didn't bring a charger, come on, step it up a little bit. But we have chargers. We can give people chargers. Make sure, you, make sure you've got that covered. Understand and make, them, make sure they understand that your tournament organizer has the final say in anything. You don't argue with the referee. You don't argue with the tournament organizer. If they say a match, like if, say if someone disconnects or the game crashes and they can't get back in, they lost a turn, and the tournament organizer looks at it and goes, you know what, uh, I'm going to award this game to this person, that's it. End of story. And also, make sure that you know your player's official battle.net email address. Not their personal one, not their little, you know, sweet baby cakes 97 at hotmail.com. I'll check that later. But <clears throat> make sure that you have their actual battle.net email. Because that's how Blizzard's going to communicate with them. So make sure that they you know it and make sure that you're. That your patrons actually know how to check that that's a great point that some people they go you know what I don't even know what email I signed up with with Blizzard uh, but it's, it's my little you know I don't know druidmonkey974 at you know gmail well do you know how to check that no well you're never going to get any kind of communication from Blizzard because that's how they email you so make sure your players know how to check their own email make sure you have that actual email make sure they can access it there's a lot of things that have to be done with this, uh, with your tavern hero qualifier.
3: Yep.
2: <clears throat>
0: Any other advice, guys,
2: for that? Um, I don't. Can you hear me? Okay, is my yeah. Your, you're great. Okay, now. I'm cutting in and out. So, um, the thing to really make sure the players know, and also that you know, and I know Blizzard is providing a list of this, but if they, if a player has made it to playoffs. For the past three seasons or in the current season at all, um, they cannot compete in a Tavern Hero qualifier. If they do, if they win, the the ticket into the Challengers program, um, they or Challengers final, sorry, is the name of the tournament, it, it doesn't transcend down. It basically it
1: forfeit, It's forfeit at that point. Yeah.
2: It's a wasted tournament at that point, and you're going to have a lot mm-hmm. of unhappy players.
1: And a lot at that time,
2: if you have one unhappy person there, and you have to just take a few extra minutes to explain to them why they can't compete, um, take like do your double checks with that. Blizzard is supposed to be providing us a list for that, but give yourself that time before things start to check your bracket because it will invalidate everything. And like I said, the you know the ticket doesn't go down, so it won't go to second place. It will only go to first place. So.
3: Now, if we don't catch that person, but they don't win, does it invalidate everything, or it's just...
0: No, it's no. only if they win. So okay. if they compete, even though they're not supposed to, if they miss it now... Blizzard, you, we, uh, and we'll have to get the list, and once we get the list, we'll make it on our, on our Discord and everywhere else. Yeah. Um, but there's a list that Nicole said should be making available that you can check against everybody else's battle tag when they sign up. You can say, "Look, you, you know, we've we've got a guy who H dot. He competed in last season in the in an HCT. He can't compete. So if he shows up, I can't let him compete. Uh, yeah. If he does and he slips by and he wins, it messes everything up. If he does and he slips by and he gets like fourth place, no harm, no foul. But I can't let that happen. Now, personally, I already know that with him, and he knows that, so we're all cool. But." You got to make sure that someone doesn't show up to your town who's driven, you know, 50 miles from their location to try to qualify your tavern and you don't know them. So you got to be real careful with that.
2: I I do know that Blizzard has said they can't compete, but they haven't given any official what if they compete. So it could invalidate it. We honestly don't know. Like if there's a case where they suspect wind trading, they could invalidate the tournament.
0: That's very true. So I hadn't thought about that
2: really take, like, they just, they haven't given us, from what I've seen, a very clear if they compete, but like, they don't win, it's whatever, so really take the extra time, because it probably is fine, but like I said, if they suspect anything, they could just invalidate it, because they're not supposed to compete at all, and it's We, we should qualify. follow
1: up and have an answer for you guys next week. We'll try to reach out to somebody and see if we can get an answer, and we'll let yeah, everybody that's, know next that's week.
3: really important, because, like, I'm at Nicole right now, because yeah, like, um, it's a, like mine's a competitive tavern, so you have a lot of people competed in HGT, and so if they just straight up cannot compete, and that's important, for, yeah,
2: they're not allowed. No,
3: yeah, that would
1: be that would be huge. So, all right, guys. <laughs> so, uh, in conclusion, basically, um, hosting an official Blizzard event like the tavern hero requires innkeepers to as root put it put on their big boy blizzard pants and uh, but you still have to maintain the fun and festive environment that taverns have fostered so just make sure you cover all your bases manage your players expectations and uh, make sure you uh, ensure you have a great tavern hero qualifier so
0: Awesome! Uh, I've got one coming up Saturday. So Hopefully. do I.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, you and I will be in Discord chatting with each other. We might have to have a little uh, a little impromptu video session or something. That,
1: that sounds like a plan. I will be there, <laughs> ready to rock and roll. Uh, we're starting at one p.m. Eastern, so ah. I'll be setting up about noon, and we're going to. We're rock doing and roll. ours
0: eleven with a kickoff. Our doors open at ten. Tournament kicks off at eleven. At Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida, if you're around the area, uh, it's going to be a place called the Treehouse, which is in Building Four at the at uh, Full Sail University. So doors open at ten, kick with the tournament kicking off at eleven o'clock. Nice. We do All have right. a question here. It's from uh, Jarston TV, and Jarston says, "What was the most difficult moment you've had in your tavern with an intend an attendee?"
3: What is the the most
0: difficult moment
3: (sighs) I've had with an attendee? I've been pretty lucky, and I really haven't had many, um, really at all, when it comes to attendees. uh, Everybody's been pretty good. Um, I think the worst part was when the worst thing that happened was I have a pretty strict cutoff of 7 p.m. You need to show up by this time or you're not in the tournament. And because that's when I I let the bracket go and people start their matches. Like, if you come in at 7.05, I'm sorry, but the matches have been started, right? Someone comes in, he's a regular guy, (laughs) a regular uh, attendee, and he's like, can I come into the tournament? And I'm like, no. And... He got very frustrated with me, but it it was not it was nothing personal. I just matches it started, if I'd reset the tournament for him, the entire tournament's integrity would have been out the window at that point. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I had go ahead. I was gonna say I'm
0: sure we probably all have some stories with uh, with Nimsey and some uh, guest frustrations with Nimsy. but what was yours, O'Leary?
2: I was gonna say I had to DQ hotform from a major because he showed up late for the second day. 'Cause it's oh, like wow. there's a deadline and you ha it doesn't matter who you are and this is like a couple years ago now, but it's like it just it doesn't matter. There's a schedule, there's a check-in, there's a second day check in and no matter who it is, you have to respect that everyone else was able to be there on time. If you're late, you're late, you're not in. Sorry. So that's what that's happened before. I've had a player come a long way to compete and they had already wanted to have a Tevin hero. Before, mm. like that season, and so I, I knew this was probably about a year ago now, but I, I knew that like he couldn't compete, even though there was nothing really official in the rules. At the time, it was just like no, like you can't because if you win, then you're taking that seat from someone else, and so that's why I say that that's a really important thing to tell people because people might not realize, um, especially where now it's like a backlog of if you've made it a year ago kind of deal, like you know, three seasons ago if you made it to playoffs you can't compete. So yeah, I've dealt with those kinds of things before and the hardest thing for me is always when someone comes in on a laptop that's older and by older I mean honestly it only has to be five years old Mm -hmm. and it can't connect to the Wi-Fi. And so they can't connect to the fireside, so they can't get the card back, and they can't get Nimbzi, an and they right. can't play the fireside Well, That's the hardest thing for me because there's no fix for that. I can't explain it to them any other way other than your hardware just isn't able to connect, and I'm really sorry. And there's, I troubleshoot with them, and it's that's that's the hardest time for, so, me for sure.
1: So the most difficult moment I ever had at an event. With an attendee was, and I, I remember it like it was yesterday. We were in, we were just wrapping up the second round, and a, a player walks up to me and says, "Hey, there's a group of guys that came together. I just played one of them, and the first thing he did was go and tell all of his buddies what I was playing and ha- and." you know, what to expect in my deck, and they're colluding. What What are you going to do about it? And <laughs> Wow. I'm like, I mean, I can tell them, you know, hey, guys, please don't share information with your friends, but that doesn't mean they're not going to go outside the venue, down the block, yeah. talk about it, and come back.
3: It sucks yeah. that that can happen to someone, but there's really nothing at An innkeeper can do about it. If people come together, they're going to share information, and that's just part of the advantage I see is coming with friends. It it sucks for the people who come alone, but there's nothing we can do to stop it from happening.
1: Yeah, Um, I actually ended up just kind of...
3: The best thing you can do is if you were somehow able to do public deck lists. That's the best thing. Right,
1: right. And, you know, this year... You know, one of the things Nicole said was it's up to the innkeeper, each individual innkeeper, on how they want to handle deck lists this year. Like, in the past, I have always required my players to submit deck lists prior to the event. And sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get them to submit their deck lists on time. So this year, I'm going to run my events through battle where all they have to do is put in the classes that they're playing. And I don't, I'm not going to collect deck lists this time
0: right now. I will tell you this. That's what we do. The only issue there is you need to still make your players understand that you can spot check at any time. Yeah. So that is it. That is it. Yes, ma'am.
2: No, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're fine. No, I was done. You're good. You're good. (laughs) I'm going to say, so if you're doing something like that, because you don't have a reference to reference against, um, what I would do is put in the rules that before a match is played, the players have to show each other that they only have one available deck for each class that they're competing with. So they can either take out one card from it, or if, if you switch it to wild it makes it unavailable in a standard duel. Mm-hmm. So, even just doing that, um, that can save you the decklist trouble, but also it's about protecting your players and they'll be, if you don't have decklists, then it, there's really nothing to verify from match to match, so it's kind of open decklist, but not for changing, like they shouldn't really, mm-hmm. but you can't check it and you have to make sure your rules are things you can enforce. Right. So, things like Having to show your opponent, "Hey, I only have one class of each," that's on Battlefy available. It gives them that peace of mind that they can then compete, and they're not worrying like, "Oh, well, what they maybe they have like two hunters that they're playing with right now." Like you take that worry out of their,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, mind so they can really focus on the game and play it their best. So if you're doing something like that, I'd recommend putting something like that in place, that's, and that's it's self-policing really as well.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, a really good idea. So, all right, uh, let's see. That answers uh, Jarston's question. Sorry, it was a little involved, but I hope we were we gave you uh, what you were looking for there. Um, so, to wrap up this week's show. This was episode eighteen, and uh, we all got to be
0: extremely jealous of Weva and his awesome visit by Blizzard and the that, watch party. That was party. the whole
1: point of this show,
0: <laughs> and the ton and ton and the whole point of
3: this show. Tons, <laughs> no, the
0: actual. We just wanted to show everybody all that pizza. That was the whole thing. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It was, it
1: was all about the pizza and wings, man. Come on, <laughs> all about the pizza.
0: No, and, and what was the the cannolis? It's all about the cannolis.
3: Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the cannolis were awesome. It, it, that was such a surprise. Yes. Like one guy came up to me and was like, Who has cannolis? Like where is this from? <laughs> <laughs> Who serves cannolis anymore?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Blizzard. Yeah. That's Blizzard right. serves cannolis.
3: <laughs> <So.
1: laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um next week we next have week. we have a very special guest again with us next week. We are going to have innkeeper Lucas from Amsterdam live on the show to discuss the legendary fireside gatherings he ran at the World Championships this past weekend. That's a good
2: one.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I'm excited. Definitely uh, tune into that.
1: (laughs) Well, we'd love to have you uh, join us in chat next week. So uh, we'll also be airing a little earlier than our normal time to facilitate Lucas in the time zone change. So mm-hmm. next Tuesday, episode nine, uh T. Ju- yeah, episode nineteen. <laughs> Tuesday, January thirtieth, will air at six PM Eastern. That is three PM Pacific.
2: Two PM Pacific. No,
1: three P. M. It's three hour time. Oh, shift.
2: yeah, that's that's yeah and because my time. Ooh,
1: yeah. And <laughs> it will be midnight for Central European time zones,
2: yeah. So, yeah. luckily, Lucas is willing to hop on our show for an hour at midnight, so that we can chat about all the fun stuff from Worlds. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So, uh, make sure you yeah. uh, tune in early next Tuesday again, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, and midnight Central European time. All right. So, uh, Wava, why don't you tell people where they can find you online?
3: Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at weather uh, no underscore HS, just at Weva. Um, you can, and that's mostly it for my social media. Um, I will say if anyone is in the DMV area, which is, uh, DC Mail in Virginia, if you didn't know that, um, I'm going to be hosting Tavern Heroes basically every single Friday, except for the Friday after Valentine's Day, because I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, so uh, the first one is going to be this Friday, so uh, January the 26th. So come out, and I look forward to seeing you all. And uh, I'd also like give a shout out to joe mag and drew and mike again also to my tavern vs tavern team at conrad i think it's at conrad hs at the pacman i think it's at the pacman hs and um rich webs and i think it's um at rich webs or something like that on twitter like they're they're the they're the true heroes they're the ones did all the preparation and they're the ones that actually won Tavern vs. Tavern. We actually so had I a question
1: should, earlier. Does yeah. Conrad spell his with a K or a C? A C. Yeah.
3: C-O-N-R-A-D. I think it's his middle name.
1: Okay. Cool, cool.
3: All right. Elyrie,
1: where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Elyrie, at A-L-E-I-R-R-I, or in the Discord server under the same alias. Awesome. <laughs> um, Avantis, where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AvantisHS. Uh, you can also find me in, lurking in the Discord. But uh, if you really want to see me, uh, you can find me every Wednesday night at 730 Eastern on Twitch.tv slash Gamers, where I do Hero Power, a Hearthstone podcast, uh, with my co-hosts Zoroshio and Versika. Each week, we talk about what's going on in the community, and we play a deck you may see on the ladder. Root, where can they find you? They can find me on the Twitters at Hearthcast
0: HearthCastRoots. Uh, you can also find me on the Discord uh, as Root. Uh, you can look at me online as well, anything with Florida Fireside, and you can listen to me on my show, HearthCast, which is a blizzard show going in into our ninth year. And also, real quick, while we're still here, one of the things Weba didn't mention is their location, the cave, which is right next to Georgia Mason University. Free parking, plenty of food in the little shopping mall they in, University Plaza. Uh, there's movie theaters, there's a shopping center. So you can actually come enjoy your fireside gathering do some shopping afterwards, catch a movie. You can do everything in one spot there and not even pay for parking. So no excuses. Get over there, check them out, and get it
1: done. That's
3: yep. awesome. All right. Yeah, it, it, we don't really even try to serve food at the cave because there's just so many good options near us. It's just not even worth it. Like, there's an awesome girl across the street. Domino's is literally right there, and they'll <laughs> deliver. There's McDonald's. There's Wendy's. There's like, and there's a grocery store right across the street. So it's there's That's everything. Awesome. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome, yeah. If you are not already a member of the Innkeeper Discord, we encourage you to do so. Um, we have members from all around the world. Willing and ready to talk to you about fireside gatherings, how to improve yours, how to help you get started, you name it, they're there to help. Uh, Link to that will be in the show notes of this this video on YouTube, so you make sure you check it there. Also... You can check out hsnkeepers.com for all the resources you need to run your event. We have all kinds of games that you can run on the side posted there. That site is hosted by the awesome Bytes Innkeeper. So go check out hsnkeepers.com. And if you want to check out the official Blizzard resources page, that is, of course, resources.firesidegatherings.com. And as we close the show this week, we want to, again, thank Weva for joining us. We want to thank all of you in the chat for joining us. And we really want to thank all of you listening at home.
0: I really hope if Bites has a kid, he names him Nibbles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, gang. <laughs> We're still on air, Root. <laughs> Until we see you again next week. Good (laughs) gaming. (laughs) Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Innkeepers podcast. For all sorts of Hearthstone community-related goodness, check
1: out hsinkeepers.com.
2: Ah, come on now. Are you just roping me along?
0: Swing hammer. (laughs) laughter